From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. Let's get right to it. Welcome, wizards, witches, and warlocks of the world, and all your other regular Joe Schmoes, to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 216. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me as always is the man that wants to learn a magic trick, and it's to make Ralph and I disappear. He is Mike, also known as MFG. I am $50 away from paying off the guy that's going to make that happen. <laughs> wow, that's such a cheap rate. Well done. Well, it was layaway. No, it's actually a few hundred dollars, but I just didn't have it handy. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, it is time for me to give you a horribly described movie and one that just flat out, I'm letting you right now, no cap, you're not going to get this one. You're just really? Not, yeah, yeah. Okay. Challenge accepted. Let's go. <laughs> you're not getting this one. Uh, Ralph, you're probably not going to get this one. But if there's a certain viewer out there that thinks that, oh, she knows all about these kind of movies, let's see if she gets this one. Uh-huh. So here we go. Sounds like spicy cookies that will put hair on a teenage girl's chest. Got it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and you can hear all about that answer after the quick news. All right. Well, I'm definitely going to try and I'm going to fail. But hey, that's what life's all about. Trying and failing. <laughs> They're but, supposed to be succeeding at some point in there. <laughs> not when it comes to your things. Not, I, I'm always <laughs> failing. <laughs> and our other illustrious host is the man that wants to learn how to magically post podcasts without lifting a finger. He is RT Squared, Ralph the Tech. It's a coincidence you're speaking about magic because... The other day, while I was teaching the Sorcerer Supreme all my killer new spells, and he was having trouble grasping them, so I had to hold them tenderly and manipulate his hands so that he's able to get all the sigils correctly. I'm sorry. I want to hear more about how he's grasping your wand, but go on. <laughs> oh, it, it was very firm. It was very firm. <laughs> I, I got focused on manipulating of the hands. Go ahead. <laughs> so as I was showing him the different maneuvers, a oh. thought occurred to me. An Uber driver is one position where they really shouldn't go the extra mile. <laughs> uh, right? If only there was a dimension that would open up and remove you right now. Because right? <laughs> if they go that extra mile, now you're just not in the right place. Oh, my goodness. Well, or, 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 or it could be the, lo- the, the long way over to your house. Have you ever got that? I mean, for those who don't know, obviously, um, um, MFG, Ralph, and I are based in New York. And back in the old days before Uber, you used to have cab drivers that you got to give directions to. So you would say, oh, go here. Oh, yeah, I know how to get there. It takes a long way. Yeah, because so, they, they earn by the mile. <laughs> right. <laughs> so going the extra mile used to be possible back in the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you paid for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I digress. As we go into what we're going to do today and today, We've come together to discuss the next movie in the Marvel franchise, the Marvel movie franchise, that is supposed to clear up the intentions of the next few Marvel movies going forward. But did it? On this episode, we will be discussing the Marvel Studios production of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But first, Mike dreads my intros. It's like nails on a chalkboard or a tone-deaf singer in a quiet bus. So I'll take a step back and just keep it simple by saying, here's Mike, 
and it's quick news. And now, the quick news, brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cap. And that quick news intro was brought to you by the Council Against Happiness. <laughs> you get sadder and sadder each time. Every time. Every, Every time. time. All right, what you got in your goodie bag, Mike? Well, on that sadness, death. What else? Oh, I, I knew this. Yeah. I knew this, though. See? Yeah. Uh, legendary artist George Perez died on May 6th. Five months prior, Perez had announced his diagnosis of terminal pancreatic cancer. Perez began his comic book career in the 1970s, drawing Marvel Avengers series. In the 1980s, Perez revitalized and redefined the Teen Titans book, which became one of DC's top-selling series at the time. He was also the artist that brought writer, uh, that brought writer Marv Wolfman's Crisis on Infinite Earth to life ushering in the beginning of massive superhero crossover events. So that's a good and a bad. Uh, following his stint on Crisis, Perez became the writer and artist for the relaunch Wonder Woman series. Perez's detailed and realistic line work influenced a slew of new comic book talent and enshrined him in the hearts of readers everywhere. He was 67. Wow, this one hurt. And oh, God, you, yeah. And me, meanwhile, meanwhile we, we had lost Neil Adams a couple of weeks prior. Yeah. Um, but... I'll just say it. I don't want to be too long about it. For me, if you are a young artist or young comic artist who wants to know how to be the complete package of good line work, um, expressive storytelling, and great background detail, George Perez, one-on-one, just, I mean, look at his work. It's amazing. I remember being blasphemous. Mike and Ralph, blasphemous. I was 13 years old. And I actually had an argue with, argument with Troy, shout out to Troy, um, about who was the better artist? Was it Jim Lee or George Perez? Now, mind you, Jim Lee is great in his own right. Mm -hmm. And he's got a lot of things going for him. He has an anime style and all that stuff. But George Perez put such detail in the background of every frame yeah. of everything he did. And even though his, his look was very unique to him, you know what a George Perez character looked like? They all looked different and they were just super detailed. His work was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I'm totally going to miss him. He gave us a great, great contributions to the comic book world. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, no, no, it's very, very true. No, he was, he was wonderful. And, you know, he should inspire a lot of artists to do more background works. Maybe we can talk to that guy that does some of our covers to do more background work. Yeah, that artist, he, he needs to get his stuff together. At least, yes. <laughs> But the other artist, though, man, he's all right. He's all right. He's, a, he's, all right. he's above average. <laughs> all righty. What else you got there? Oh, no more death. Uh, a Scooby-Doo mainstay is getting a South Asian update. Uh, Mindy Kaling will voice the reimagined genius detective in the HBO Max adult-focused animated series simply titled Velma. Keep the kiddies away from this mystery comedy as... The only promotional screenshot shows Velma discovering a mutilated, and I do mean her head is, top of her head is cut off, a young girl in a locker room filled with naked bystanders. Now, because the internet only knows how to hate, Kaling has been receiving backlash for being cast as Miss Dinkley by fans that seem to have quickly forgotten that Velma was portrayed by the Japanese-American actress Haley Kyoko in two live-action films, Scooby-Doo, The Mystery Begins, and Scooby-Doo, Curse of the Lake Monster but viewers should almost view this as an alternate world Velma as there will not be a dog or a van. And the other major Scooby-Doo characters will be seen through a different storytelling lens. No release date for the series has been provided. 
Wow. Um, Ralph, you first, because I'm, I'm about to go on a rant, and I'm trying to collect myself. Go ahead. I love this. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. Give me more. Yeah. I'm with Ralph, too. I'm mad that people get so mad about different iterations of a character that's a cartoon, and they if they change the color or they do something, they're like, oh, I'm up in arms, like when Little Mermaid was black. Yeah. Like Little Mermaid also died in the original tale too. You want to keep it really current? Let, let, let's do with that. You right. know. Oh yeah. So so I'm I'm really interested to see an adult take on a Velma like like a Velma spinoff series. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to cool. it. I'm, I'm excited. HBO Max. Yeah. Can't believe they pulled it off. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. All right. And last but not least. Huzzah, huzzah. Unless you've been living in a hole, you know that Daredevil will eventually be making new shows on the Disney Plus streaming service. Damn it. Even, yeah, but even better news is that it will reportedly be a continuation of the Netflix series that we all love. Introduced in 2015 and running successfully for three seasons, Charlie Cox was the man without fear and the blind lawyer with almost no clients. Uh, after his brief appearance in Spider-Man No Way Home and the Kingpin's display in Hawkeye, the House of Mouse has finally given fans what they've been demanding. There hasn't been word of other Marvel Netflix properties continuing their runs. Expect to see Daredevil and Kingpin in some manner in the Echo TV series. No word on a premiere date for Daredevil Seasons 4, though. I did not realize that was an announcement until like I think it was today, uh-huh. and I was going to do it as my quick news. Uh-huh. But I didn't realize that it was announced. I think last Thursday or last Wednesday. Ha ha ha! Well done, <laughs> but I'm excited that they're going to keep the same, um, yes, the same stuff same that cast, created. Yeah. yeah, same cast and everything. What do you think about that, Mister Ralphie? Well, I love the Daredevil series to begin with, so to hear that they're going to continue it. It, it just fills me with joy, a little bit of dread, but more joy, because yeah. as we all know, that last season did not live up to the expectations that Mike had. But, you know, what season three <laughs> of Daredevil? Yeah, I like season three. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Even with, even with how they portrayed Bullseye, I can remember that you were not. Well, no, the Bullseye is horrible. So. So I just I just hope that uh, they do it justice and, and continue giving us a good story. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm very excited about that. I'm also, you know, I'm hoping that they like bring back Iron Fist and combine it with Daredevil, so to be, you know, the man without karate skills. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, leave Iron Fist alone. Fist. I know I did. I I enjoyed Iron Fist though. At the I mean, it this first season is absolutely hideous. The second season was a lot better, um, which is almost the only direction it could have gone in anyhow. But it's, but the ending of that, you're like, what the hell? But of course, the cat will never know the ending of that because he refuses to watch. The hell no! That you know, you know, what I I use that for. I mean, if there's a way of falling asleep without waterfalls or like raindrops, Iron Fist. There yeah. you go. Cat. <laughs> Two words for you. What's up? Energy bullets. I'm done. No, no, no. You, you, you anytime you mention a bullet. I, it just brings me back to Wanted, which brings me back to not wanting to watch it. So, but that's, yeah, they're not related. There's there's <laughs> no curving of the bullets. Yeah, yeah. But no, this is just that's where his chi is. But energy bullets. bullets. Well, it's oh. his chi is channeling. It's just no different than his fist, yeah. except he's channeling them through guns, because that's from a prior Iron Fist. You you have to like like tie me down to watch that. But anyway, <laughs> but where they got the idea from in the comics though is a fantastic run. That um, when they redid the Iron Fist in the mid. 
or maybe 2015, I forget when it was that they made right. it earlier than that. When they redid that, that series was fantastic. And that's really? when we got introduced to the whole line of like who was the Iron Fist and how he's sort of related. Da, 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 da. But yeah, it was, it was actually a really, really great series. Shoot. Well, I mean, too bad, too bad that those writers weren't the writers of this Iron Fist. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so is that all your quick news? That is all the quick news I have. All right. So can you kindly repeat that horribly described movie that I just remember hair on somebody's chest. What? All right. Here we go. Sounds like spicy cookies that will put hair on a teenage girl's chest. Uh, I I can't even my I can't even give a guess. Yeah. I can't. No, I mean, I'm not expecting you to. This this one's a little bit more it's not obscure, but like it's not the mainstream. Let's just put it okay, that. gotcha. Ravi? I mean it's, it's just so obvious. Mike, just give him the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will I will agree with the answer right after you actually verbalize the actual words that are correct, Ralph. Mike, I don't have to tell you what you already know. Just, just oh tell lord, him. just tell. <laughs> all righty. So for all of you out there that think you are horror movie aficionados, sounds like spicy cookies that will put hair on a teenage girl's chest. Ginger snaps. See? Oh, I wouldn't See, have got that. So yeah, no, easy. No, no, no. Come on, Cap. <laughs> Ginger snaps. Okay, yeah, it's about uh, it's about uh, these two sisters, and one of them actually gets infected and becomes a werewolf at times. But it's more of a coming of age teenage girl type movie and sister bond type thing. But also, it's really gory as hell werewolf movie. Wow! And okay. and you think that that would be the only one, but I think there's two sequels. Hmm. Yeah, that's about is, the answer to the sequels. Is, is <laughs> the second one called Ginger Snaps to the Electric Boogaloo? No, but it's just called Ginger Snaps too, and I think I think the third one is Ginger Snaps again. Ooh. But I, I could be mistaken. I don't remember clearly. Anybody can go out there and just I could just look it up as well. Oh, I get it. Ginger Snaps the cookie. Ginger Snaps like Ginger Snaps. That's, exactly. Um, wow. Uh, Thank you really for. It took him a while. <laughs> I, I'm like it took a long time. <laughs> I never get these things right. <laughs> Come on, <Listen>, Cap. Ginger <laughs> Snaps are delicious. By Lady J. Lady J. Shout out to Lady J. It's still like I got beauty. I'm like, oh, damn it, I didn't. And I was on the show. <laughs> and you have a daughter, friend. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Mike explains them in such obscure ways. You're like, I don't know that. And he, say, he explains, he's like, it's the alphabet. Oh, man, I knew I was close. <laughs> but let's, let's stop talking about my shortcomings. And let's talk about something that's really good, which is Doctor Strange and the multiverse. The multiverse. The multiverse. I would say the multitude of madness, which it was a multitude of stuff, but Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. In, correct. In, there you in. Go. Yeah. Jesus, in, and, okay. And with the synopsis, there's the guy who's grammatically correct, MFG. Go ahead. Oh, thank God. I know you all were tired <laughs> hearing him as well. Anyway, Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. You got it. What got number it. film? What number? What number film? Come on, come on, come on. Uh, 29. Ralphie? Something like that. I don't know. 20 yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, that, that's a great answer. Uh, it's the 28th film in the <laughs> MCU. I was right. I was Madness right. Is, yeah, Madness is the sequel to the 2016 Doctor Strange film. The sequel was written by Michael Waldron and directed by the iconic Sam Raimi. I just love that guy. Uh, Doctor Strange was created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko and first appeared in Strange Tales number 110 way back in July of 1963. The movie had a budget of $200 million and has a domestic box office of $343 million and a worldwide total of $804 million. Oh. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 74% with an audience of 86. 
both surprising. And an IMDb weighted average of 74 out of 100. Hmm. All righty. Little synopsis here. Welcome to Earth 616, where it's partly cloudy with a 30% chance of being invaded by a one-eyed tentacle demon. Oops, make that 100%. The silver <laughs> screen is splattered with the conservative right's worst fear. An illegal alien made her way to New York City and brought destruction in her wake. The sweet but bland America Chavez is being hunted for her ability to portal between dimensions and seeks help from the master of the mystic arts. Hunting her is none other than the Scarlet Witch, fresh from her mental breakdown on WandaVision, who savagely kills a vast amount of sorcerers coming to America's aid. Skating through a whirlwind of multiple Earths, the final battle ends on the dimensional planet of the Illuminati, who are a collective fanboys, oohs and ahs. With the dark hold in play and corrupting even the most well-intentioned heroes, only one of them will bring the house down. Mm. All righty. We're starring Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, Elizabeth Olsen as the Scarlet Witch, uh, Chueltel uh, Ijufor as Carl Mordo, Benedict Wong as Wong, uh, Sochil Gomez as America Chavez, Rachel McAdams as Christine Palmer, Patrick Stewart as Professor X, Haley Otwell as Peggy Carter, Captain Carter, Lashana Lynch as Captain Marvel, uh, Anson Mount as Black Bolt, and John Krasinski as Reed Richards, the smartest man alive. Ah, so let's get into it. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But before we go there, even though we might have should have done that before the synopsis, let's press that spoiler button we paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And that stuffy shirt spoiler warning is brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. I've searched the entire multiverse, and there is only one existence of... Stush. Bippity boppity stush. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about this. This has been a movie that I would say is probably the second most anticipated Marvel movie besides Spider Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of anticipation for that. And I know for Mike, and, and we know this, that Mike's a big Doctor Strange fan. So I'm mm-hmm. very curious on obviously Boy. Ralph and Mike's take, but I know that Mike's been a Doctor Strange fan since. Whenever he came out, which is like the forties and stuff. What? What? Wait. I'm kidding. Mike. I'm kidding. Mike is a Doctor Strange fan. No. 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 <laughs> Hardcore. No. No. no, no. Hardcore. no. Yeah. Believe it. What? No joke. Yeah. That explains why he's always wearing those capes and then has that like big ire on his chest and and just thinks he's like so high and mighty. Mm. All right. Well, first of all, thank you for talking about my deformity. I was born with an eye on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for telling everybody. Wow. Well, well, let's move away from that awkward moment. Let's get talking right about the movie. Um, I'm going to start off with a with just talking about the overall movie, which is... Wait, they made Sam, a movie about overalls? No, jerk. Um, the idea that I wanted to just talk about Vision, and I'll say this. They're not Vision the hero before Ralph goes there. Talking about the director's vision of how this movie, or Disney's vision and Sam Raimi's putting it together. Was this not the great marriage visually? We'll talk about plot in a second. But visually, was Sam Raimi not the perfect pick for this movie? If they had gotten another director to this movie, I would have personally gone down there and beaten the shit out of every single person involved in this production. Wow. <laughs> now, he was absolutely spot on. For he, Let's just put it this way. He made up for Spider-Man 3 
and then a billion more makeups of anything else. He basically has now room to to fuck up a bunch more things after this. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, I love Sam Raimi. I really do. I think he's he's a great director. He's got a great vision, and he really worked well, in my opinion, for this movie. Right, I agree, Ralph. I would say his years of directing horror movies have really come through in this movie because it's not. I wouldn't classify this as a horror movie, hmm. but um, it really gave it a really good tone to the overall uh, mm-hmm. film. Like it, it was, it was just phenomenal. It had yeah. its dark moments and it had its light moments, but the dark moments were just so good. You know? Yeah, and also the thing about this film is, it's at least for me, there was constantly a feeling of dread. Yes. Even yes. during even during yes, the lighter yes. moments, there was just this feeling of like, what Wednesday the hell is going to happen? <laughs> you know, that shoe is going to drop. It. Yeah. At, at, at any time, you know, uh, yeah. so no, I really I really had a great time with that. Yeah. I'll say this as somebody who who's worked in visual media and went to school visual media to watch a lot of his um, his concepts on being in the astral plane or um, things that Wanda did you know, visually, and it, it was just so well-constructed, so visually stimulating mm-hmm. that even if the story was boring, which it wasn't boring, but it had issues, um, it was just something that made, like like Mike said, it created a feeling of dread, but also just this, just between the colors and the, the concepts, it was just amazing just, to, amazing just to look at. It was yeah. wow. I was really impressed by that. Now let's get to the plot, <laughs> which right. had its own issues. Um, now, I, in my opinion, I think that this movie was, how do I say this? Um, this movie, it seemed like was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, do you feel like this movie was used to kind of simplify the ideas that were introduced about multiverses and, you know, the branches and all the stuff that was introduced in Loki? Was this a way of simplifying things to get people to understand a little bit better? I The thing is, this is not the first movie by any chance to even talk about the movie. But we we as as a science fiction, let alone comic world, have been talking about the multiverses in things from Star Trek and everything else. Like, right. I don't think people need a concept of, oh, it's just me on a different world and I made different choices. I, I don't think that needs a clarification. I think everyone completely understands that. You know, It's just, hey, it's a different world and I'm slightly different or this is different on that world. It's nothing that people needed to have explained to them. So that like, I don't, see this movie as doing anything in my opinion other than serving to be its movie that will eventually have effects or will help relate relate things from other movies but i don't see it serving as an explanation by any means okay you know all right Ralphie. um no it seems more like someone uh pick up the house of m uh comic book and it was like okay we'll do this <laughs> it's a go. Yeah. For those who haven't read, who have not read the series of House of M, please check it out. Especially if you want some context about the movie, or if you feel like, you know, you want to know where they got the inspiration from, definitely pick up House of M, or even pick up um, um, Avengers Disassembled, which is kind of part of what they did here, also. Yeah. I mean, but both of those are very vague. Because House of M really has nothing to do with the multiverse. House of M is like literally Wanda rewriting reality. Yeah. You know, and and the Avengers Assembled, I mean, that's, yes, the, the idea of, of Wanda breaking down and fucking shit up. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you said it. I'm trying not to curse anymore. Yeah. I'm glad you she said did. it. I mean, she murdered so many people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess the reason why I said that is because with Kang, you introduced, you know, the multiverse, but then like, you know, them keeping the the the, the, the parallel universes separate and all that stuff. And I felt like I got a little bit too heady. And I felt like this movie kind of simplified it because no matter how you're right, as as sci-fi people, many different um properties have explained their version of alternate universes and that stuff. But this was very interesting. Like, and we're gonna get to the beginning of the story. They talk about the fact that when you dream, it's not a dream, it's it's you viewing an alternate version of yourself in, that actually exists in another universe. I found that very interesting. I was like, wow, that's a interesting way of looking at it. It's cool and I am pissed off because evidently I am a great detective. I get hunted, <laughs> I get hunted down by the most violent uh, things when I'm stressed out, but I always manage to avoid them and capture them in the end. And I can fly and I have telekinesis and a lot of times magic. This version <laughs> of me is boring as hell. And I feel bad for those that, that are dreaming of me. <laughs> well, honestly, Mike, you should feel lucky because whenever I dream, I just see myself sleeping. Oh. <laughs> well, that's because you're all on the, you're all synced up. It's all like you all have the same menopause schedule. It's possible. <laughs> We're all pretty just all zen all the time. Hey, all I say is uh, when I dream, my my my. If, if that's my alternate self, he has hair and he's naked. It's weird. <laughs> Maybe he's Chewbacca. <laughs> I didn't say that much hair, and I didn't say where the hair was. Thank you for that, Ralph. Listen, Let's keep. <laughs> if you say hair and naked, I'm just thinking Chewbacca. Wow. I mean, I guess mirror. I don't know, really. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not a Chewbacca. I'm a bear. Okay, yeah, you right. are a bear. You're a cuddly one. All right, anyway. But let's, so let's talk about it. So, you know, they they definitely hit the ground running with Doctor Strange, and they immediately show America Chavez, but it's not until they really get into the movie of the 616 universe where Doctor Strange is attending, attending um, what's her name's wedding? Um, Oh, um, uh, Christine. Christine's wedding. I keep wanting to call her Jane Foster. Uh, don't. So, so, just, I know. just don't. <laughs> so, so he's attending Christine's wedding, and then he finds that America Chavez is in our universe. She's in danger, and they're fighting. Who looks like, um, what's the name of the, the, the creature? Draw. Yeah, but, but obviously they have rights about that. There's a yeah, it's they a belong thing. to Conan the Barbarian, all this other stuff. Anyway, the point is, they introduce America right off the bat. They show her in the beginning, and they show her in our universe. How do we feel about America Chavez's great introduction to the MCU? Was it enough? Was it quick and to the point, or was it lazy? I mean, I thought her introduction was fine because I mean, it led us right into the story. I mean, it, it you know, it's just, it's taking place in a multiverse, but then we see it as uh, Stephen Strange's dream. But um, so that part of them introducing her like that right away didn't bother me. I just felt that she was just very bland of a character. She was she was very much Earth teenage girl, even though she's not from our Earth. Like you know, and again, not that she had to do anything particularly weird, but it she didn't have a lot of. Like, uh, if you just thought like, oh, wow, that's so America Chavez, you'd be like, that's so any girl in high school on any TV movie you've seen since the 90s going forward, you know? Okay. Other than that, I mean, but I mean, again, she was fine. She just didn't like, you know, bring the house down. It wasn't like, like I could look at that actress and be like, you own that character, you know? Right. Because <clears throat> because right now, except for, and again, we her abilities are slightly different, or at least what we're seeing different than uh, we know for the comics, but it's... She didn't. She didn't add anything or, or or tell me anything more than the plot device that she was. <laughs> Her name is Plot Device Chavez. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought about it. Ralph, what do you think? 
do you feel like um, America Chavez's introduction was adequate? Thank you for repeating the question. And yes, I, I have to agree with Master Mike there that uh, it, it, I mean, without her, there really is no point to the movie because then how else do you travel the multiverse? I mean, you can't have them both dreamwalking. That wouldn't make any sense, you know? Um, okay. But yeah, I, I thought it was really quick. It gets to the point, you know? And then it helps keep the story moving. I feel like there are some people that um that wanted more from America Chavez because she's LGBTQ in the comic book and they wanted her to have like this grand intro. But I'm like, I feel like she, it's not her movie. And, right. um, yeah. you know, they, they do signs and nods to it. And basically she is a plot device, a little cheap, but I do feel like I like the fact that it went right to the point. I, okay, right. she's traveling between universes. She can't, you know, like she's landed here by accident. Right. I, you know, I, I kind of feel like this is uh, Marvel's way of testing the waters to see how well uh, people receive her. So then they could be like, all right, guess what? America Chavez movie. Here it is. I don't think she'd ever get a movie. She at the most would probably get a TV series, but I can't. Yes. I mean, I, I'm just saying, I just can't. I mean, she, her character in general, let alone do enough her with her. here, is not anything that makes me go, oh, I want to sit there and pay 20 something dollars for two and a half hours and watch her be the lead. That's not going to happen. <laughs> right. you know. She wasn't Loki interesting, but she wasn't Malakith born. Right, right. But now, like for instance, though, like if you, you know, just to give you an idea, but if you just told me that uh, Yelena Belova, you know, um, was about to get her own movie as the new Black Widow, I'm there because she is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> you right, know? absolutely. Even though she didn't have her own movie, she is prominent enough to be her own movie. You know, but that's it. But, the, but like I said, but otherwise, she didn't do anything wrong. It's it's just that, like, she didn't have a lot to work with, and you know, she just kind of, like I said, she was just a plot device. She just kind of moved through the story, right? Well, moving moving from America Chavez, let's talk about the fact that you know, Strange goes to Wanda and and starts having a conversation with her about um, what's going on, and Wanda from the beginning. And now, mind you, we haven't seen Wanda since the end of Wa uh, WandaVision, where she is studying the black hole. What that, that you're leaving out something very important. She is in the kitchen and she's simultaneously right. studying the, the black hole in the dark room. The dark hole. And black that's hole. very important because we see what looks like normal Wanda being not a housemaker per se, but being a normal person. And then we see the Scarlet Witch in full gear floating and manipulating the dark hole. But here's my thing, Mike, because you're right. That that image is very important. But it it felt here's here's my here's my thing. Strange meets up with Wanda, which we haven't seen since WandaVision. Right. And he and he basically finds out that this this creature that was chasing down America is Wanda's doing. And almost immediately they drop the veil that Wanda's intention is to use America Chavez to travel the multiverse so she can get her kids because she desperately wants to be back with her kids. Which I was, by the way, so happy that this was not a long build-up plot device. I'm so glad it was like, one, two, three, you're the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so you like that, but here's my thing. Love do you, do you feel like the fact that Wanda was introduced as evil so fast, we went from the end of WandaVision to this. Was it too fast of a of an introduction to say, okay, she's bad now. She's just bad, you know. It felt well, like it was that's, too... See, I didn't because at nothing at the point at the end of WandaVision said, 
oh, she's over all of her grief. She has no mental illness problems at all, and she's fine. We, as viewers and as story watchers, and particularly as American story watchers, where we have our happy endings, we took it like, oh, things are fine, but there's a little something, something going on. Evidently, she was not fine at the end of WandaVision. You know, okay. I mean, and that's and just by the fact that she was, you know, again, like she was kind of doing what Strange was doing. She was separating, we are assuming, her astral self and also reading up. But on the, one of the, I mean, which Marvel has established is the most evil book of magic that we know of. Right. So now when you look at it that light, is it surprising that she's a villain? Here's my thing. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it didn't, let's put it this way. I, I looked at it as, I try to look at it as a non-Marvel knowledgeable person look like the average viewer. And I could see somebody being like, well, now she's evil. I mean, and then you have to have that conversation on the side. Felt like it did a, a little bit of a disservice because you're right. Everything you mentioned was right, Mike, but let's put it this way. The dark hole was mentioned for this long, or, and it's, it's not a visual podcast for, for not well, a very long time. Right. Well, no, but I mean, but, uh, but see, well, don't forget that we're, we're talking about, and unfortunately it's a problem, but again, we're dedicated fans. So suck it out there if you're not, Dark Hole was mentioned for an entire season plus of Shield. You know, so and it's been mentioned throughout Shield as the years went on. It's it's very prominent in the Marvel uh, yeah, lore. But I, I can it's make the argument. I mean, right? I, but I, I mean, you know, what I'm saying you can make the argument. Well, the Shield, you know, uh, Agent the Shield was not. That's what Mike's talking about. Agent the Shield. Yeah. Agent the Shield is not, you know, um, canon. You know, for for six one six. You know, they 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 haven't officially made that canon. So right, that's but, one right, of what I'm also. just trying to say, though, is that, but yeah, but that still doesn't, it was canon while you watched it. Yeah, but not enough people watch it to be, to make but, but again, remember this, remember this, because yeah, I already watched it. But I mean, you can't make but, that, we yeah. can't make that reference. No, but it's, again, it's, it was, and as I'm saying, Marvel did what it did. It said it's, it said it's things, you know, because the thing is, anybody that wants to go back through it in Marvel and be like, oh, that would happen to so-and-so. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, like the argument of like, well, why was there another Thanos, uh, you know, Infinity Glove? Well, they had to like scramble for a reason because they, you know, yeah. they didn't know about this stuff. But but anyhow, but the whole point is the dark hold is an evil book of magic. And the fact that she was, and even in, like I said, even in WandaVision though, they mentioned the dark hold is evil. Just right. the fact that she's reading that. Okay, so just take that alone. Just take WandaVision alone. The fact that she's not just, she's not perusing it. She's studying oh, oh, that book. She's not skimming. She's Yeah, yeah. She's not looking at the back flat. <laughs> you know? She's sitting in the tub absorbing all of it with some candlelight and some a uh, cup of wine. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. So like that alone, like I said, we, you know, and again, I mean, as good as anyone, we look at it as in, oh, that's odd, but hey, you know, it's over. And it's like, and but after, if you look at it in a positive way too, it's also just addressing that like, she never got over her. Oh no, absolutely. You know, and I think that's something that's, if it's, if it's looked at that way and if that's the way they also looked at the fact that she's evil in this case, is that because again, she's not like evil as in like, I'm just evil. She's. She's damaged. Oh no, no. yeah. You know, like well, you know, yeah. To, to put it in a, a you know impolite way, but she's damaged, and she has not, she did not get any help. She has no tools, evidently, on how to deal right. with her grief. You know, and if you look at it that way, sure, she's evil by a good versus evil type of look, but she's she's broken. She's she feels that she has no she has no mooring, and she's just adrift in this sea of emotion. Right. And she chose what is the easiest path, which is. I will use brute force to get what I want as opposed to taking all the time it's going to take me years to heal. Did you say group force? Because that's brute. a pretty strong force. <laughs> brute force. Oh, brute, brute. Well, right. speaking brute. of force, gotcha. speaking of force, and I'm going to start with Ralph on this question. I'm going to come back to Mike. Um, we are introduced to the upgrade of um, Wanda 
and her force or her powers, so to speak. Like now she's, I mean, she's been upgraded slowly, little by little since Age of Ultron. Are we okay with Wanda being this powerful? I mean, we see her with her fight on Carmontage and and throughout the whole film, how insanely powerful she is. Does this this work? For me, I accept that only because in my mind, and they didn't specifically say, but again, in my viewing, you know, so it's a personal viewing, I put a lot of it as it's the dark hold that's doing it. I mean, again, she's still powerful. She is powerful. Because for the Marvel, the MCU, the chaos magic is a very powerful magic. And she knows that she she's a conduit of it, you know. But it's the dark hold because she's using dark magic. She's using dark magic and she's also it's releasing her constraint, her humanity. So I will say that like it's not, I don't find that too unreasonable. Um, there were moments where I was afraid it was going to get too much, but I, I still, I, at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. They didn't like make her so overpowerful that you're like, well, why didn't she just wave her hand and kill everybody? And it's like, you know, cause again, also a lot of it also is her talk. Cause I mean, like, even like, think about it when she was trying to kill their sorcerers, it wasn't like, oh, I'm now just playing the game. No, she was sweating, you know, like, right. it's like okay, you are very, I mean, she is very powerful but she's not all powerful. She talks like she's all powerful, but like, you know, she saw until she found that little, you know, the chink in the armor, you know, she wasn't getting through those sorcerers. And she does have a tough time with Strange and Wong. You know, I mean, granted, like with Wong, she intentionally played with him because she wanted to use him, you know, but with Strange, she was having a tough time because he's not so much that he's more powerful. He's just, he's smart. He's he's a good strategist, you know? Ralph, what did you you think? So um, I didn't have, any problem with like her power level because in in the comics like we know how powerful she really really is and also her powers are different there yeah right so um the the way i explained it to myself is like even though um she is immensely powerful as just like agatha said she doesn't have the training necessary in order to like fully harness her power you know that's why she has trouble. Um, she had trouble getting past the shields initially, without first fi- uh, getting into the guy's uh, mind, right? Mm-hmm. And and also like with when she's fighting um, the Illuminati, right? Like she's she's having a little bit of trouble. Normally, you would think she could just like snap her fingers and and wipe them out. No, she has to take them on one by one and 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 has they did some damage. Yeah. Like she, they, she 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 was she was limping her way through that fight afterwards <laughs> yeah like they they hurt her so yeah. it's like so b- because she lacks the training that um that that uh strange has is why she is isn't able to just initially just like defeat them really quickly because yeah. they're able to i guess um they, they're able to use the same forces that she can use but just more eloquently and in, in order to prevent well, her well, from well like i said she's trying to she's trying to you know she's trying to hammer at the thing yeah. and that's the other thing too is like you know it's the, the same trope like when when something evil is happening the evil that's taking you over tends to to lose the ability to like be slick it's just like i'm evil i'm powerful screw you you know like whereas other people are like no let me just deflect that and let me do this and you know so it's just saying it's using her own anger plus the hostility of the evilness Against her, basically. If, if right. evil is losing its slickness, it should probably use a better lube. 
Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Enough of the lube. Um, sorry. That, that that joke was brought to you by a dimension that doesn't know what's funny. Sorry about that. <laughs> Word. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'll definitely say this. Even though I, I felt Wanda was a little bit too powerful, I do like the fact that she was very powerful because I remember the complaints we had out of Age of Ultron. Go back, listen to that episode if you ever, for those who never heard that episode of Meanwhile 22. And we talk about how Wanda's more powerful than when they were first showing her. And then now, even though Mike's right, it's probably a lot due to the Darkhold and also her experience. And now that she's, you know, the Scarlet Witch, like, this is kind of like, okay, this is who, who she is in the books. This is exactly who she is. She's super powerful. She's formidable. Enemy or friend, you don't want to F with her. Right. And also, like I said, I mean, again, you know, when you look at her like a villain and you think of the posturing of a villain, also think of her like, like, like even Strange was like, well, why didn't you just, you know, take her? And she's like, well, this is me being polite, you know? And it's like, or you can't do as you think you can. And again, and again, like she's the villain. She's, she's trying to hype herself up, you know? Right. Now, what's interesting is that there's a, there's a point where, you know, they, they have this battle and she destroys almost all the sorcerers over there. Once she finds the chink in the armor, she goes through them like a buzzsaw. And mm -hmm. eventually, I mean, this that was a great battle scene, yeah. especially the whole thing, even with her going through the reflections and them having to cover all the reflections. Oh, God, yeah. Very hard. All those are the horror elements. Yeah. In fact, she's coming through the mirror and the way she's discombobulated. She's yeah. cracked. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. It was yeah. great. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. Question. Yes. Why would there be puddles of water on the floor? I mean, come on, don't. They have people to clean up this, you know, sanctuary. Like, what, what kind of place is she, this? She went through there like a buzzsaw. Everybody in every room simultaneously pissed their pants. Uh, <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> and, and that's and that's on, that's on par. Absolutely, that's on par. What's going on? So she gets there. Doctor Strange accidentally gets taken with um, America Chavez through um, her portal. Multiple multiple universes, which was kind of a little bit a little bit more of a disappointment. Because I was like, we go through all these different universes, and I think those are the only, besides the universe we end up in, we only mm -hmm. end up seeing two universes. We see snippets of other universes, so we know they exist. Right. But they don't stay there long enough so we can see it. You almost have to, like, have digital to see, you know, what they're actually showing, which is a little right. disappointing. I, I didn't find that disappointing. I mean, it's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be at a four hour movie only because I want to see multiple universes. I, I just, yeah, but I don't want to just see two, you know, I like, right. But I mean, you know, you don't we, we want to see the paint universe. That would have just been Ooh. uncomfortable. Well, we did see it. No, I mean, like, <laughs> and luckily like, went through it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but the also my thing is, I think if we ended up in too many universes, which is again, I don't know if that was the reason, if it was a time constraint or whatever their thing is, but the only other universes for the most part, I mean, sure, there could be some horror element or whatever, but it's mostly going to be for jokes and laughs. And I don't want that. I, I you know, it's, it's a movie that's got it's got humor to it, of course, but it is a more of a horror franchise part now, you know, and I'm like, I don't need you to break it up with like yuckety yuckety yuck laughs at this okay. point, you know. And so I was actually happy with that. We saw what we need to see again. We we get the idea. There's lots of universes and they're really weird, some of them. And then there we go, you know. Well, speaking of seeing what we need to see, we finally land in universe 838, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So we land in the universe 83, Strange and, and America Chavez are there and they're trying to find help. And they bump into Mordo. Was Mordo a waste that they only used the version of Mordo 
in this universe versus showing what he was doing in 616. Because you leave it off in the, in the end of the first Doctor Strange, him supposedly chasing him down. They didn't make any connection to that Mordo. Well, Are we disappointed or is it okay? Or? I'm fine because, again, he wasn't chasing down Strange. He knows where Strange is. He was chasing down magic users, period, and taking away their power. So he could still be doing that, and that's fine. Um, this isn't a Mordo movie. This isn't a Doctor Strange versus Mordo movie. It's it is it needs to do what it needs to do, and I think that would have been way too distracting to give us a a, a and and this is what Mordo's up to. You've been like to because then it's but it'd been like okay, so then when Strange defeats Wanda, are we then going to go back after Mordo and then the movie ends? Well, <laughs> but like, what's you know, interesting? Like, what's interesting? I don't know, Ralph. Did you hear about the the um the deleted scene that they that they got rid of for Doctor Strange involving Mordo? No. Okay. <laughs> you know, Ralph, this is not a visual podcast. People are going to think <laughs> the podcast the went off. Oh, right. believe, believe me, they see me. Well, it's what's interesting <laughs> is that they talked about people were complaining about, some people were complaining about where, where was Mordo. There was an actual deleted scene. The movie was supposed to start with Mordo chasing down Wanda and okay. Wanda totally eviscerating him the 616 mortal right they they, they she eviscerating him right and then so, they found out well we want to keep him alive in 616 and you yeah. know yeah that it, would have been an absolutely stupid decision I, you know i I'm, I'm surprised they even thought of that as an opening or any part in the movie because right. he is a strange adversary <laughs> you know so, right. so so not only you know to have her defeat him not strange but then to also have him done like you know like like Scott Summers in, in X-Men 3 <laughs> just, just removed immediately would have been a disservice to everybody, the fans, the character, and everything. Plus, it's also like, I don't know, Mordo, kind of thought you were smart. Going after the Scarlet Witch? Nah. nah. <laughs> you better have a plan involved. Even without knowing that she became evil, it's like, eh, you still would have needed a plan for that. <laughs> well, in this universe, Mordo brings us to, you know, I mean, obviously they introduced what happened to that Doctor Strange, to that universe, which right. was very interesting. But then they bring us to the Illuminati because he tricks Strange and America to be captured and to be um, put to trial. Right. And they introduced the Illuminati and they introduced their version of Christine. What did you guys think of this? It was fun. I found it fun. Um, Christine was a bit much, you know, I mean, you know, they had to give her a character. So she's a little bit more annoying more than anything, but, but she was fine. The Illuminati was, it was, it was, it was like I said, it was a good play. It's one of those where you wish you had more time with them. Mm. Uh, you know, only because again, it's not their movie. So as strong as Wanda is, you, I mean, like for instance, in our universe, also because maybe they wouldn't have the hoopers of believing that they could just, oh, she's nothing. Like in our universe, I don't think Wanda would have gone through the same cast of characters quite as rapidly, <laughs> you know? Right. But that's, that's because we're 616, you know, we're the best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, but it was still just fun to see it touched upon, you know, and nothing was better than where they're like, oh yeah, here's Professor X in here. Oh, and I was like, yes, it is that Professor X. It's the only good one. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, what, what did you think? Uh, how did you feel about, um, you know, the introduction of the Illuminati? So I quite enjoyed it. Though when I saw the Ultron robots, I was like, okay. Yeah. Where's Tony? Come on, because you can't have the Illuminati without Tony. Like, oh, I guess you can have the Illuminati without Tony. Yeah. Yeah, okay. w w without a problem. <laughs> <Actually>. <laughs> Besides that, I mean, if you think about it, pro probably those Ultron robots rose up and killed them. 
Well, here's my thing. I, I like the Illuminati. And I, first off, when they show America Chavez being, you know, she's held captive and Christine talks about that she works for the, for the, um, for the, um, oh, what did they say? The, 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 the Freedom Foundation. Right. I almost lost my stuff. I think I gasped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was there. There was, a, there was a deafening sound of pearls being clutched. Oh, they clutched, dude. <laughs> they clutched. I was there, Mike. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> uh, just to let you guys know, I was not invited again to another movie with this crew. Just letting you know, you know, just, yes, just we, toss that yes. out there. Just just to let you guys know, it is true. We purposely uh, did not invite Mike to this movie. Yeah, we replaced it. We replaced um, Mike with Riley, who was just as critical, which was good. It felt like we didn't miss anything. <laughs> so so if, so if anybody out there wants to give like, you know, the 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 tape over from all the uh, the TV shows, the oh, uh, I had to go see it by myself. <laughs> that, that's the button you need next round. Aww. Aww. <laughs> which was his choice, because I told him I would go watch it again. Yeah, yeah. He says a lot of things, but does he live up to his promises? No. I do. I'm glad. I'm glad Mike gave an answer. I thought he was leave it open, and I was like, "Oh no, we can't answer that now." <laughs> but, but I was like, "Oh no!" I was about to say no. I was just with the Illuminati. I, even though they st they still did him dirty, but I still love seeing Black Bolt in his poor costume, including his glider wings, which I was very happy to see. Here's one thing I was really impressed about that: the fact that that um, they actually brought back the one from the series that they didn't recast. It went right for the series. I like yeah. that. What oh, you know yeah. about that? Like you saw the Inhuman series. Come on. No, I didn't. Oh, I right can't even that. lie. Oh, I did, right. and I'm still mad that I did, and I'm still mad about what they did. Um, but no, I was happy Freaking to see him. Medusa's hair. What's the point? What's the point? <laughs> in the first episode. Um, but uh, but also, it was just like one of those things. I'm like, as much as I love the movie, but I'm like, they cheaped out on that special effect of his scream. I was like, really? Yeah, really? Because because I'm like, first of all, and I know, I know it's their own MCU world, and they're trying to show things. I'm like, if Black Bolt, even when he whispered, "I'm sorry." That was him whispering. I'm sorry. Would have removed pretty much chunks of that place of wherever they were. Like like Doctor Strange sitting there. He would not have been sitting there to evaporate. He nope. would have been blown into atoms Instantly. immediately. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't going to be a slow like. Oh, it's like nope, nope. You're you're just gone. <laughs> well, little confession. As much as I gasped at the Illuminati's introduction. And especially when Reed Richards was there, like, oh my God, they they, they, they did it. They brought Reed Richards in. You mean oh, Spaghetti Man? man? Well, <laughs> we're not there yet because, but I'll say this, as much as I enjoyed Reed Richards being introduced and Black Bolt from the series being introduced and Charles Xavier being introduced. And um, I definitely liked, you know, um, Captain, you know, um, the Captain. Captain Marvel or Captain Cap Carter? No, no, Captain Carter. Mm -hmm. I like Captain Carter. Captain Marvel felt like one of these things. It's doing its own thing because she just seemed like, I don't know. And, and I like the fact that they introduced the other Captain Marvel. I love that idea of, of um, Monica Rambeau's mom. Is it Maria? Yeah. So um, I, I like that they introduced her. But I just felt like this was the weaker, the weaker Illuminati, especially the way Wanda just went through them like a buzzsaw also. Right. So you're well, going like to drop a statue on, on, on Captain Marvel. Oh, that's yeah. It? Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, they, they wanted to, they gave fans the fan service, but it's like, again, this is not an Illuminati movie. <laughs> you know, it just isn't. It's not their film. It is a, just something else to give fan service and also to give a good fight scene. Cause I did enjoy the fight scene for the most part. You know, like I said, I mean, the Monica just getting a statue dropped on her. I'm like, 
she would be able to lift that okay. Right. <laughs> you know, but again, but also don't forget, just like anything else, she is they are all their universe's versions of the characters. We are applying our knowledge of our right. character yeah, to sure, them, sure. which is completely incorrect, you know. We right. don't know. We don't know like like you know, like how their powers work exactly, whatever. So as much as we'd like to think it, you know, maybe that does work. So her kryptonite is granite. Got it. <laughs> just big heavy things. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay, your favorite death? I mean, um, my favorite death was not Black Bolt having his mouth because I mean, like, oh my for, goodness, for, for his own power to affect him like that, I'm like, okay, this has nothing to do with comic accuracy. That just doesn't make sense, you know? Because because that would mean if that's the case, like he can't make a noise for the most part. So if he felt a little tickle in his throat and kind of went, <clears throat> his whole head would just explode, yeah, even though it's open. So like like that just made no sense. But um, I don't know what my favorite death. I mean. I, I I mean it's the spaghetti Reed Richards is fun only because it was just unexpected. Um yeah, uh but that felt very much like Thanos in um Infinity War when he was fighting against the Guardians and he was like just like dismantling them and you know, even though it didn't stay, he was like turned one into cubes and this one, you right. know, it felt very much like that. That's what you're saying. Yeah. But the, I mean, the Captain like Carter one was like, when, when I saw that, that shield, and you just Swing. see the shield go through her. Right. Mm -hmm. But just how they cut it, and, and that was great. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah she should have caught that one. Yeah. You, wow. you, you, you could just hear them. They're like, they're be like she's going to fight the Illuminati, and there's going to be so much blood. PG-13. There's going to be so much blood sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> there will be one blood drop coming off of the shield from a distance where you can't even see the color and you can't tell that it's blood. And that's just fine. I don't need that. This is this is not that. I don't need a gore film. You know? And then even even uh, uh, Wanda, we're going to cover her in blood. No, that's not blood. That's robotic hydraulic fluid. Fluid. Fluid? Yeah. <laughs> fluid. It's, it's like okay, fluid, yeah. but from another universe. You would. I, I'll remember you that. Would. Next time I, next time I go to 838, eight, I'll remember that. Yeah. Um, Get yourself and poor, and poor Professor X getting his neck snapped. I'm like, oh. the guy's like 90 years old, Rhonda. Come That's on. the one thing I'll you say. Watching just, You could have just taken away his social security benefits. <laughs> watching him come in was great, but watching him, like, he, he's really old. But he looks old there because if you look at him in, in Picard, he doesn't look that old. Yeah, you mean old. with with different? You mean with different lighting and such and makeup? Yeah, because well, he well, is that old. <laughs> yeah, but he's walking around in Picard in that chair. He looks like he's like I can't move because I won't move, and because <laughs> versus in Picard, he's walking around and he looks okay. That, that was my only issue with that. Other than that, I I loved having him there, but watching him get his neck snapped, wow. And I did like the fact that we got a little taste of that. And see, this is a, that's my whole thing too about this is that that's what tells us that this is not exactly wanda because remember professor sees her true self has been buried well no that's not that's, saying that you know that's not the saying wanda that she... from that universe that is being suppressed by the dreamwalking right. wanda that's right. true too i was i was thinking of it more that like it was also herself but that is very true as well that is actually very true i'll leave it i'll leave it more to that one um but i but like I, said, I just i did enjoy the fight you know? yeah I just, I just want to say that if i were patrick stewart i would have it written in my contract that whenever I get on set, that sound effect would just play. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty dope. Pretty dope. So, so now, I mean, you have Wanda, you know, um, chasing, chasing them down, destroying the Illuminati. And then it was, was, which 
I've had arguments with people that them saying, well, if they're the smartest Illuminati, if the, if the Illuminati are the most powerful and the smartest people of that universe, wouldn't they realize that Wanda would, you know, do this? And I go, well, that's not, you know, that's not their Wanda. So they're not thinking that it's she has not this their ability. Wanda. And also how many smart people just think that they're too smart for every problem? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, again, that's hubris. That's just them thinking like, oh no, we got this. It's like, do you? I guess that's what <laughs> you know, do you? <laughs> well, look at Tony. I mean, that was the argument with Ultron. He thought that he could, he thought that he knew better. Listen, sometimes right. you and, just gotta, you know, sometimes when you see a problem, you just gotta scream Leroy Jenkins and just run right at it. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins, oh my goodness. <laughs> so how, how do we feel about the, the um, because you had a couple of big fights getting ready to happen. You had, you know, Strange in America, you know, and Christine running away from this monster, this monster, um, um, Wanda. Wanda. But before that, you had the battle between, Doctor Strange and this universe is Doctor Strange. Do you feel like it was overhyped from the um, trailer? I know Mike, you didn't watch the trailer. Wait, what are you talking about? No, when, you're talking when, about uh... they go to another universe. I'm sorry, they go to the other universe, and that's right. And that's that in another Doctor Strange. Another right. Doctor Strange, yeah. Right, right. That's been affected by the dark hold and stuff like right. that. Right. Who's got a third eye, which is never a good sign, unless well, it's in your chest like mine. It's the but, eye of Bagamoto. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. not the eye of Agamotto. <laughs> no, that's that's what's in the pendant, or yeah. always should be. That's just a third eye, and it's never a good sign. In the <laughs> comics, know? he does gain the third eye, and it's it's a physical manifestation of the eye of Agamotto. That's one of those mm -hmm. throw. That's one of those throwaway mm -hmm. things. No, it's it's mm -hmm. one of those throwaway. That, that's things one of those that recent done. things. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's one, one of those throwaway things, but that's not the eye of Agamotto because all I'm <laughs> hearing is that I'm right. No. You're not. <laughs> How, if you listen closely, no, you're not. Um, but that's not the eye because it's that because even when Strange saw it, he knew this was not good. You know, because that's also like the eye because the eye of Agamotto is a power source itself. This was just like a demonic thing that's appeared on his head, which of course we again see later. Um, you know, but uh, that Strange, it was fine. I liked his creepiness. It's still as much as I thought it was fun. The whole music, the music. Note fight oh, here we go. The just, music, yeah. Weird. I'm like. This is what we chose as the battlefield was musical notes. I mean, <laughs> clever as hell, but weird. <laughs> I thought it was like Bugs Bunny versus Daffy Duck in that in that that, that piano bit battle. Right. They can't all have dance battles, you know. Thank oh. God, man. Thank God. I I would have screamed if that something like that was that horrible. Come on, dance off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, that was horrible. Still hate that from that movie. <laughs> but I mean, I I, I was a little. I like the idea of that strange or the evil Doctor Strange fighting each other, but I felt like this was, um, I guess it was hyped in the trailer as a bigger showdown than what it was. And hence why you guys watch the trailers and get your expectations up. I don't watch the trailers and I enjoy the movie. I'll say <laughs> this. The trailer was misleading because they don't make it seem like Wanda's the bad in the trailers. Well, why would you want to give away your story plot? Which, yeah, is, that, again, that which is again, another great thing that, like even with even if I had watched it, I wouldn't have gotten that. I'm like, that's what you're supposed to watch in a movie. I'm not supposed to go to a movie and go, I know everything. I'm just sitting here paying twenty three dollars to see my things confirmed. It's like supposed to be entertained and surprised. Wow, <laughs> you, you know? just did hey, a perfect imitation of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just feel like I mean, it was that for for us to see that Doctor Strange, it shouldn't have been that throwaway. Even though it was kind of like a glimpse of what could happen if he uses the the dark hold. Which mm -hmm. I that's that's the purpose of it to say, right. okay, you can go down this path, you shouldn't be, you know, because obviously Doctor Strange had to use the dark hold to be able to get back into the 616 universe and stop Wanda. 
but I just felt like it was too much of a throwaway villain just to kind of like just have him there. Well, I mean, again, he's not he's not the villain. I mean, Wanda's the villain that, you know, is that like that Doctor Strange is not supposed to be the villain. He's he is supposedly a learning lesson because even Christine says she comes and she goes, does every universe do you all end up using the Darkhold? And it seems the case is yes. <laughs> you know, like, 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 because again, she's just like, you guys never stop and think there could be another way. And even so you're thinking from that alone, you're thinking, okay, Strange is not going to use the Darkhold because you, you've literally just told in the story, like, like that you're supposed to be able to figure this out. And it just shows you that he, he might be a great guy and we can all love him, but he still has the same base problems, which is you assume, you know, the right way to do this, you know? And again, sure, it's effective and it worked, but we also see that, you know, someone's got a third eye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are we, how do we feel about the way that the, that the battle between Wanda slash zombie, (laughs) zombie Dr. Strange and America and America Chavez, how do we feel about that last fight? Well, first of all, well, it was silly that Christine had to tell him to take control of the souls of the ghosts, the spirits, because you would think. But anyhow, um, I loved the fact that his cape was now all those spirits. It was just, it was a beautiful visual. It was an amazing visual, actually, altogether, just seeing all those arms and limbs as as his cape. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I thought it was clever. I thought it was fun. It was, it, it added a different element. It, you know, it also added to the horror element, you know, seeing, because it's like, man, I'm like, you decompose badly like <laughs> like like strange put like dirt and bricks over him. i'm like did you throw those dirt and bricks <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, it was only like a day or so right Maybe yeah like even even, yeah. even if it was three days i'm like geez man <laughs> you know but i mean I, I i enjoyed the fight i enjoyed like i enjoyed wanda being the villain and i do want to stress that that's one thing i like that she is she's high up and i because I, I haven't thought of a list but she's high up in my top favorite mcu villains because they usually have bad villains. What I like is that she was a villain without apology. Like you understood what she was doing. You also understood how wrong it was, but she didn't pull back. Like like who who would not have been surprised if at the end they were like, Wanda, you just have to look at yourself again. And she would have been like, oh my God, this is wrong. And then undid everything. Like that, not saying that people wouldn't have died, but then like just freed herself of it and and then went into a sobbing state of then, you know, we have to take care of the Scarlet Witch. That wouldn't have been a shock because that's pretty much how we usually do with movies, not just the MCU, but just Americans in their movies. This one, it was like, oh no, I mean, she finally did, we think anyhow, realize that she was wrong when she did, but she was still the villain all the way up until the end. Like, in other words, they didn't give her an out. It, they didn't give her a, oh, it was someone else possessed her. Or, you know, it was only right. the dark hole. Right. You know, it's like, no, this is her and the dark hole together are the problem, not just the dark hole making her evil, you know, and stuff like that. And I like that because she became a villain and they stuck with it. Okay. You know, Ralph, what was the question? <laughs> Were you okay with the, with, the, with the climactic fight between Zombie Strange and Scarlet Witch and at some point America Chavez, who conveniently, her power started working once. He said, "You have to believe in yourself." Uh, and yeah, you that, always right. had that. I was like, "We're doing this. We're doing this again, guys. We're doing well, this again." Well, listen, the power to fly was always within you, Dumbo. At least it wasn't, you know, a family, a, a flash. Um, 
solution where it's the power of love shall it always was, prevail. Though. It kind of was. Well, no, no, no. It was. It was. Sure, not a little self love, not overtly, but a little self love, but more of like self confidence. Yeah. Right. No, I know what you're saying, it and also like, it wasn't the believing yourself. Either. It was. It was like Captain Planet, where it's right. like the power is yours. And also, and, like that wasn't the resolution of the actual villain. That was just her gaining her power control. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so I, I'll accept that a little bit more. So, um, but the the ultimate resolution where Wanda defeats herself, mm-hmm. I think that that kind of works. Is like who, it, it, in a in a way, kind of makes sense because like, she, who's the only person that can defeat her herself? Well, I'll say this: Is she really defeated? Kind of. I, well, I mean, mm, we don't know. We don't I mean, see a we don't see a body. So, so, well, the, so the, here's, here's my theory. The, I, I have two theories, right? I have so, a theory. So one, that final flash is her teleporting somewhere. Two, mm-hmm. you never actually see Stephen um, disconnecting, right? So I feel that right before she um, dies, Stephen saves her and sends her somewhere. That's what I feel. Well, no, I mean, again, those are all as much valid as anything else. I mean, the thing is, like I said, that that flash of her power, because um, it would be an odd snuffing out kind of a thing. She's not a candle, you know. Um, so, but, but she's the, hot, the flash though, right? Of the, but the, the, the flash of her power and stuff like that, like, and it could mean oh, that God. she, like I said, she could have teleported, she could have done anything. But also, there's also that little extra thing. In my opinion, there's also the, what does she say about the, the 838? Wanda and the kids and she's like the kids will be fine it's like yeah because she could have swapped spots with that Wanda mm. and that it was the 838 Wanda that realized how wrong this was and then destroyed the temple and destroyed herself because she realized this was never going to end you know what I'm saying so that also could be it but either way that's the other thing I like about this movie is they've left it that without showing like there's a hand underneath a pile of rubble and a finger moves you know like no we know that there's always a way out for anything. But as of right now, we end it with the villain being defeated, period. Not the villain being defeated, but wait, we're slowly panning up. Oh, my God, we're going to see something. No, it's done. Not referenced again. Not the old, oh, we went back to the pile of rubble and I didn't find her body. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Like, like none. I, I like that because it's like, sure, you can always figure out why to bring her back. Like you said, teleport this, do that, whatever. Um, for all we know, America Chavez could have used her power one moment herself and realized, I don't want to see anyone else die. We don't know. But right. that's for another movie. And that's what I like about this, is that okay. it ended, the villain is dead. Done. Ding dong, <laughs> you know? the witch is dead. Pretty Literally. Much. Yeah, you know, and I like that. <clears throat> all right. Um, for, the, for, for the sake of time, because we have to start wrapping it up, mm-hmm. let's talk about two major things. Obviously, everything's, you know, the, the, the villain is dead or the villain is thwarted. And, you know, everything's starting to come back to normal in the 616. And like Mike said, that that third eye comes back and shows up on our Doctor Strange. Is is this good or a, a good or a bad thing? Mike already says that he feels like it's a bad thing because it develops from the dark hole. But what, here's my thing. In the mid credit scene, he almost treats it like he's got it under control. When he, when he, when the- Really? Cocky Doctor Strange? Can't imagine why he'd think he'd have something under control. So did every so did every strange that touched the dark hole. <laughs> so you and they all turned evil. I, so no, I mean, again, that- no, I'm saying I'm just saying that like it's again we're Americans we like our happy endings, <laughs> you know. 
it's possible that he does. And it's also quite possible that Ralph is right. Maybe they're going to say that this is the Eye of Agamotto. That's, there's nothing that stops them from saying that that's the way it's going to be. And right. that eventually he removes it from his forehead and puts it into the amulet. Because right now it is the Eye of Agamotto, but it evidently is no longer exactly. It's not the Eye because the Eye of Agamotto was evidently the crystal, the time crystal itself. But we saw it open and we saw like little sparks coming. So it has a power mag of magical source of some form because he well, used it. Well, I know that yeah. I know what Ralph's referring to because I've been watching a lot of things that they've been talking about that's been in the comics. And I don't know if they've said it was the Eye of Agamotto, but they said when Doctor Strange has reached a certain level of his mastery of, of you know, being a sorcerer, that the th that the third eye appears every now and again. Now, the, the 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 panels they've shown have been more recent panels, so they could include that because we know that Marvel yeah. likes to lean towards his new stuff. Of course, but I was confused because I felt like the end was a horror ending. If you leave it at the very end where he's screaming and the eyes coming out. It's mm -hmm. like, that's a horror end. But meanwhile, he's like, let's go, Clea, which by the way, for those who didn't know, Clea is a major uh, player in the Doctor Strange universe. For with him to her, be like, Her nearly completely comic accurate outfit, which was amazing. <laughs> you like that, huh? It was just fun. I was just like, I'm glad they didn't change that outfit because it's not anything that we'd wear here and it shouldn't be, <laughs> you know? Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. Like, so we don't know. And also that's, that's the nice part is we don't know. We don't know what that eye means. And it's great. Cause now when I see Strange either in another movie or his third movie or whatever it's going to be, we have something else more to learn. You know, and I like that. I like that they didn't explain it like, well, at the end, like, like he wasn't like, hey, you're Dr. Strange. You've got that third eye that can help us. Oh yeah. Cause that does such and such and so-and-so we're off, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, but also like, again, for the people at home, Clea in, in the comics was long his love interest for the most part, which is pretty also why they got, you know, Christine married off. Um, that's been his love interest for many of the comics. And I don't, I wonder how they're going to do it here only because in the comics, uh, Dormammu is more, it's like his, his form. He's, well, he's, well, he's more formed. He's more human form. Oh, right. He's so, not like, an, yeah. Right. I mean, like, which means that again, what we saw could also just have been his power had been boosted so much that he became an entity, but like, she was like, yes, yeah, that was his, her uncle basically was Dormammu. So it'll be interesting to see if she's going to have that same relation, but she should be from the dark dimension. So it will be interesting to see also if that's where she's taking him. All right. All um, I heard through everything you guys said was Ralph was right. Oh, God. <laughs> then you, then, you, then your hearing is wrong because there's a lot of butts. I'll, I'll, I'll say one thing. When Ralph and I went to go watch it and we went with... Without me. Yes, without you. Yes, without you. We went with um, Joe, the intern. We went with Lady J and we went with Riley. Of course, we get there so early because people are so excited to get there. And I think we get there so early. We, um, I think some of us were under the impression that you can go into the theater about half an hour beforehand and be okay. So Lady J walks in and it's the end credit scene. And she's <laughs> she walks in and all, all I know all I saw was a white piece of hair. And she turns on, she goes, go back, go back. It's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So that funny. is funny. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Anything else we want to do before we rename and rate? Uh, no, I just want to say I had a freaking blast at that movie. I was so, I sat there with this stupid smile on my face through most of that movie. Wow. Okay. A stupid yeah. smile. Yeah. And I saw it like I saw it on a Monday afternoon. I think I saw it at noon, I think, or maybe it was right before then. It was still, it wasn't packed, but it was a pretty crowded theater. I went to see it in IMAX and it was cool. I was sitting around people and I heard some gas. So many people gasped when they saw Mr. Fantastic. 
Oh, that was me. It was just so funny. Like so many people gasped. I was nonplussed because I don't I don't watch The Office and I don't care about Mr. Fantastic that much. But it was just oh. so cool seeing that they had, you know, but everyone's like, he's going to be, I'm like, he's in a movie. Everybody just, because like Patrick Stewart is not going to be Professor X. <laughs> he's not going to sign on for another three movie deal over the next 10 years, <laughs> you know. I don't want to say the joke that I'm thinking. I'm like, is he even going to live that long? Oh my <laughs> oh. God. Holy hell. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, uh, but yeah, that, I definitely enjoyed it. All right. So let's do it. Let's talk about renaming the movie. Ralph, do you want to go first or should I crack this one open? I'll go first. Go for it. I'll give you a break. I can see the smoke coming out of your ears. Nice. Uh, I am going to call this a wizard, a witch, and a Chavez. Ooh, very nice. I like that. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I'm going to rename the movie Doctor Strange. Hey, Wanda, couldn't you just adopt? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Probably yeah, would have made yeah. it so much easier. Yeah, or like, or said, hey, America, I'm not going to kidnap you. Could you just find like a place where maybe that Wanda died and I'll just be her, <laughs> her, her kid's mom? All right, but anyhow. Um, Mike, go ahead. All right, well, since all the duplicates we saw, we never saw a duplicate Wong. So I said, there's only one Sorcerer Supreme, AKA two Wongs wouldn't make it right. <laughs> oh, two Wongs would make it right. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go into it. Ratings for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Ralph? I give Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness nine Spaghetti reads out of ten. Oh, I was. Oh, that was, was. That was just the funniest shit. Where he's when like, his head popped. Yeah, he, he goes. Oh, I'm gonna stop you because you know I, all my whole power is just stretching, but you know everybody else is like blasts and shit. But I'm gonna stop you. Oh wait, what are you doing? Oh no 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 no. Yeah, when he started screaming, I'm like, yeah, you didn't think about that, did? I mean, also that's the thing too. It's like. Did you guys know what the Scarlet Witch is capable of? Like, like she evidently has her powers on that planet. Like, yeah. was she ever a hero? Because that's the thing, too. Again, we don't know. We right. assume all, you know, because that's right. the thing. A lot of us, I mean, including myself, we keep making assumptions that this is just like our world, but a little bit different. It's like, oh, no, she could maybe never have used her powers there. But she could like, have ate pizza balls. I mean, right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> pizza balls. They're free. Oh, wait, no, they're not. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm going to give Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness eight and a half. We didn't get to see all the multiverse because we only saw three out of ten. Hey, yeah. three is multi. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Mike? I'm giving this nine. Attention shoppers, Captain Carter costumes are 50% off out of 10. <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> Oh, God. oh come on. on. Someone Hold had on. to say it. Poor Hold Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> had to be said. <laughs> we haven't heard the gong in a while, but that one deserves it. That's for sure. All right, everyone. So there you have it. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness leaves up uh, a lot of a multiple amount of ideas for the sequel. But hey, don't go anywhere. Rocket Review is next. <laughs> Hi everyone, this is The Cap, here with another Rocket Review. Today, I'll be discussing the Disney Plus feature, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Yeah, I know, it's a kid's film. I'm a dad, I'm allowed. Anyway, <laughs> this movie stars John Mulaney as Chip and Andy Samberg as Dale. The plot's pretty simple. 
Chippendale reunite after years of their successful cartoon, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, was taken off the air. They went their separate ways, but are now back together to find their missing castmate and their friend, Monterey Jack, who was surprisingly voiced by Eric Bana. Wow, he could do the Hulk and a chipmunk? Pretty good. Though Chip and Dale might seem like a movie only kids would enjoy, there are definitely a few treats for the adults as well. There are so many subtle and not-so-subtle cartoon references, as well as some surprise cameos from tunes inside and outside the Disney catalog. The last time I saw this much crossing over was probably Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Anyway, the Rescue Rangers definitely has its share of pause-worthy Easter eggs that will bring back nostalgia and amaze you that, wow, they really pulled that off. Hearing John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as Chip and Dale takes a little getting used to, but you shake it off once you start getting the movie going. I definitely enjoyed it, and I would hope that they save enough for the sequel. Get it? Save? Because of the Rescue Rangers? I'm sorry, that's too on the nose. But I'm going to give this movie 8 animated artifacts from different cartoon shows out of 10. Now, stay tuned for Geeks on the Go. Geeks on the Go. Now, more spaghetti read. <laughs> Leave spaghetti read alone. I love Reed Richards. Oh my gosh. Oh, I wow. can just see Sue like coming home from the shooter. All right, here's some pop, some of your dad for you on a plate. Here's another plate of dad for you. <laughs> Dude, I, I just want to point out the sickest line that Wanda says Do you have kids? Yes. Do they have a, a mother? Yes. Yeah. Good. There'll be someone to watch them. Yeah. Oh, that was Sorry, great. That yeah. was a great line. Like that's what I'm saying. Like she was a no holds bar villain. I really loved that. I like that they didn't they didn't they didn't um skimp out and wimp out on it, you know? It's like, nope, she's a villain. Even though I felt kind of felt like, okay, she can disappear and reappear. Why are we hoping that these strong doors are gonna keep her back for a jump scare? <laughs> Stop. Stop it. The whole movie. Hey, it, we it set takes, up this dynamic. That's right? your director, it, it, man. And also it takes power, you know, you know, magic isn't just an automatic thing. It takes power. You know, she's used a lot of it. Yeah, 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 I guess, I guess. Well, everybody, you know, this part of the show, I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek and we make it under a minute every now and again, but just sometimes my questions are too long. Sometimes Ralph likes being a hater. Depends on what show it is. What? I never, (laughs) I love that. That what? Never. All hate. right. I just appreciate. Whatever. Ready, set, go. Who in the MCU, whether past, past or present, could possibly be more powerful than Wanda? Mike. The Watchers. What? Okay. They've been in the films. All right. Um, Ralph. Uh, you got the one above all, the Beyonder, the Living Tribunal, Eternity. I, I, in the MCU. In the MCU, past or present. Listen, they're in there. All right. You just got to look for them. All right, all right, all right. right. Serious answer. Hulk. Hulk strongest there is. All right. Which is the bigger draw for the upcoming Obi-Wan series? Hayden Christensen or Ian McGregor? Ralph. I mean, McGregor all the way. Have you seen that dude? All right. He looks great. Mike. Biggest draw, Hulu. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. What is the biggest eye-rolling moment in Marvel or DC movie history? Ralph. Uh, I don't know. I don't know all of history. Oh, my gosh. Of the movies. 
Forget it, Mike. Come on. Um, Iron Man 3, the whole movie, and the BBS market. Time is up. I mean, we just got it in, but I guess no, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Wait, it does did you not say count. B- did you say BVS, Mike? I said, and the BVS Martha. <laughs> and the BVS Martha. Martha. <laughs> All right. So oh, I, my. I have to agree with Mike. Iron Man 3. Total eye roll. Really? Yeah. From it beginning be, to end. Just, no, no, no. no. I got one worse. Be labeled Thor, Tony Thor The Dark World. The Thor The Dark World is a bad movie. Yeah. Iron Man 3 was a bad movie, but I found myself eye rolling. Thor, I was just like, eh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was just it was just bad. So, Iron Man was like trying to be good. I'm like, no, no. See, Thor, Thor Dark World was so bad, I've forgotten completely about it. Iron Man wow. was so bad, I can't forget about it. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. PTSD. Yeah. It's All right, man. All right, gentlemen, let's do it. Shout outs. What shout outs do you guys have for our audience? Well, because I know that that I'm sure he's listening to us all the time. I'm shouting out Sam Raimi because I love you and I love the movie you just did. So, Sam, please keep listening. And Sam, if you aren't listening and someone tells you about this, start listening and then tweet about it. <laughs> Sam, if you're listening, Mike really loves you. So please start listening. <laughs> well, is that your shout out, Ralph? Yes. All right. All right. Anyway, that's it. Nothing clever or like, oh, you know who you are. Blah blah blah. blah. I'm too tired of that for that right now. Yeah, I know. I'm well, operating let's... at like standby mode one percent. They're more awake than normal. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a couple of shout outs, and it's the usual suspects. It's shout out to Ralph and and um Joe Ralph. the intern. Ralph oh. and Joe the intern for going to the movies, and and um Lady J and Riley, and um. So you see, folks, it is intentional. He's gone out of his way not to thank the people for going to the movie that I wasn't invited to, but let's go on. Yeah, well, yeah. I just did that to salt in the wound, salt in the wound. Um, shout out to South Carolina. She's been listening again. Hopefully this this episode brought you joy, even though you don't like Marvel, which is amazing, but whatever. Impossible. Um, you're right. Shout out to Tinkerbell. Shout out, of course, to Lady J. And shout out to Lady J's sister who had, was listening and she goes, I want a cool name. So now I'm going to call her M is for Marvel. Because <laughs> her name is Emily, but her name M is for Marvel. E M, get it? Clever? Yeah. All right. Yes, and our last shout you, out. Sir, are the epitome of wit. Yeah. Yeah. Really? If, any, if anyone's wondering, he's not our PR guy. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> I'm the only PR guy, Puerto Rican, but I'm. All right. Anyway. <laughs> but our, la- no. our last shout out is something that caught me off guard. So. Ralph, if you could play the audio that I received earlier today, it'll be a nice little surprise. You got it, Captain. One audio coming right up. Hi. <laughs> Johannes here. First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> and uh, I would like to hear some more Black Doom, since this is a, a MCU Doctor Strange episode. Love you guys. Minute by Six Claws Forever and all of that good shit. <laughs> That is awesome. That is absolutely awesome, Johannes. Woo! Shout out to Johannes. Finally, we can hear the voice that goes along with I have never the... heard his voice, but it's so funny because you're like, he's got such a deep voice. I'm like, I was expecting like this severely deep voice, you know? Well, I guess when I, I, I've seen him, he, he, you know, he appears to not have such a deep voice. And when I, when I hear him talk, I'm like, damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was excellent hearing from him, man. Oh, wow. That was really yeah. great. I'll send you something on, Um, he, he sent me something else on, um, Facebook Messenger. I'll, I'll get it to you, Mike. Oh, that sounds great. It was, it, was, it was pretty funny, but 
we'll yeah, have to John. see if I'll have to see if some point if Black Doom is taking communications uh, in the uh, in his his Black Barrier. <laughs> Black Barrier. <laughs> what was the thing that he said earlier today? Um, Johannes told me. Um, oh, he goes. Um, I'm so glad you guys came back. And I said, came back. We never left. Maybe delayed, but not. But but you know, we don't leave. And he says, well, yeah, you know what I mean. You guys disappear and then come back. You're like my neighbor's cat. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Johannes. Thank you very much. For and shout out to his to neighbor's cat. Hopefully they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a joke about pussy there, but I'm not doing it. Not mm-hmm. doing it. That's how we're going to end this thing. huh? Nice. I think that's what we're going to end it right now. Anything else you guys want to add? Nope. Show for cat. <laughs> Go do it, do it, do the ending. No, no I'm too tired for that. Keep All on. right, so for MFG, MFG, also known as Mike and RT Square Rob Tech, this is the Cap saying, keep it geeky and watch out. Ralph is falling asleep. <laughs>